T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Draw goes to the corner. Thompson for Skinner. In front scores! Greenway goes to the net. Picks up his first to the Sabre, and the Buffalo Sabres are back in it. Trailing 3-1, 24.8 to go in the opening period. Dan Dunleavy on the call. A couple of quotes here from Rasmus Dahlin after the game. Quote, we put too much pressure on ourselves. We really want this. You really, really want to give it a push. I don't know what it is. Maybe we think too much and whatnot. Sabres get a 10 hung on the board. And the most amazing thing still is Eric Comrie was in for all 10 goals. Yep. But we'll talk about that with Paul coming up at 8. He In our text convo, here's a little preview of you know what Paul might say at 8 o'clock if you're not going to be in the car then. That's okay. Basically, there wasn't ever a really easy time to do it. It might have. That's right. That's right. It, it might have been at three to nothing, but it's so close to the end of the first period, and then Greenway scores and it's three to one. So maybe you think like, oh, well, this game's not over. Ooh, that's a good question. If Greenway doesn't score, and is Comrie out there for the start of the second? Right. Maybe not. It, it was either there, or again, it wouldn't have been easy to do it here, but at nine. <laughs> nine. I, yeah. There's eight minutes we, left. We, I know it's weird timing, but. At nine, what are you doing there? You're just telling the guy, I'm not going to let you get to 10, which I think would have been doing a service to the player. I did watch the highlight of Patrick Waugh flipping out on the Canadiens when he, that was nine for him. Yeah, they hung him out. And he told the general manager he'd never play for them again. Our phone number is 803-0550. We'll get back to some calls on the Sabres. We need, we need goalies to call in. What's the goalie code here? You know, the you, goalie code. You, I feel like the goalies know when he should have been taken out. Sometimes it's the spark the team. They definitely could have used that at any point. In the second period, they start the second period down 3-1. to one. They get out high-dangered 10-1 to one in the period. That's tough. You are the team trailing by multiple goals. Right. And you're getting ragdoll. Like, so if you're a goalie... You're being hung out to dry. Did you did you feel watching that game there was a moment to get Comrie out of there? It's tough too because he did make a couple of saves that kept them alive. It, a couple it, breakaway saves. There was a couple breakaway. There would be there, there would be one of those moments where you might want to know the players and te- feeling on it. But hockey's not like it's not football where there's you know you're coming to the sideline every you know so often and you could talk to the coaches. When does Granado have an opportunity to? Ask Comrie if he wants to come out, or would you even? I, I just that would be tough to manage. I would have pulled him after nine, though. Eight oh three oh five fifty. Sabres really falling out of the playoff race, 
and uh, getting into a different race. We're doing this again. The well, it's in- going gonna, gonna to continue if the they keep losing. inconvenient truth is if Detroit wins tonight, mm-hmm. the Sabres have a lottery ball for number one. Did you see you know, uh, Micah Blake McCurdy? Ineffective math on Twitter. He tweeted. He does a lot of like math projections, fancy projections about standings and such. Yes, the uh, the sadness uh, percentage, uh, sadness rankings, chance of missing the playoffs and not picking in the top five, including lottery and trades. You want to know where the Sabers rank in this? This would be the chance of missing the playoffs and not picking in the top five. They're tied for third. Okay, with like Nashville, Calgary, eighty four percent. Fourth, uh, no, tied with Vancouver. St. Louis and Detroit are the only teams above them. It feels like he's invented a ranking. The sadness <laughs> rankings. You're yeah. going to not make the playoffs, and you're going to pick between 6 and 15. Well, that's probably right. But that's like the Bills drought and, range. And, you know, that player won't be here for a couple of years. But, hey, if they don't, it's worth, it's worth considering. You say sadness rankings. Okay, if the Sabres end up with the 13th pick, they could trade it. Maybe not at the deadline for Jacob Chikrin, but they could decide that the 13th pick is worth trading, and I'll sit here and tell you that it absolutely would be worth trading. This is another thing, though, maybe. Are they more likely to move a first-round pick the higher it is? If they're picking 7th, are they moving that pick? Would they be more reserved and maybe more hesitant to do so? There's no chance they pick 7th. How much can they move up? How's the lot? I might misunderstand the lottery. Here's how the lottery works. They can get up to 4 you can move up 10 spots. Okay, but it would only be 10 spots. Mm-hmm. Okay. You can move right. up 10 spots. And they draw for number one and number two. The likelihood they pick seventh is they can't. The highest they much. could pick, really, without winning the lottery, be 10th. Yes. But would they be more likely to move 15 than uh, 10? Maybe it's not a big enough difference. All I'm saying is they would wait for the drawing and then... If they're in the drawing, you're not trading the pick until you know where your pick is. Oh, as, right. lo- yeah. as long as you're not picking one or two, my bet is, or my not my bet, but I would say it's on the table. They could trade their, their first-round draft pick to try to get better. They could, and they probably should. Or three seconds. I mean, this was the point about Chikrin at the, at the deadline. Or, you know, you brought up uh, UC Soros with Nashville. If yeah. Nashville had wanted a first-round pick, you didn't want to do that knowing that it could be if you miss and fall out, a lottery pick, and it could be Connor Bedard. All these teams that lottery protect their picks. Yep. They're, Everybody. Yeah. Anyway, the point is, they are a Detroit win tonight. It is against Boston. If Detroit wins tonight, the Sabres have a first-round pick lottery ball because Detroit has one right now at a 3% chance, and Buffalo has a 0% chance. But if they fall far enough, well, 3%. I'm watching the other end of the standings, and I'm not sorry for three percent, yeah. Chris in Buffalo, go ahead, Chris. Hey guys, how are we doing tonight? Good or today. <laughs> Good. So I guess that my question is, is, when is Granado going to be held to something like that? I feel like other coaches, if they let something like that happen, would have been let go. Like I know it sounds maybe fast, and I was a former goalie, so yes, being left in for ten goals to me is I don't know if it's ever heard of. Um, so I guess I just don't know. Like yes, Kruger was horrible, and Granado has been decent. But he hasn't been decent enough to, I mean, right now get us anywhere near the playoffs again. So when is he going to be held accountable for what happens? I'll hang up and thanks for listening, guys. My answer would be not yet. Right? 
Not yet. Eventually, of course, every coach would be. But I don't think this year, and unless last year goes haywire, I don't think next year either. But, you know, in saying that, I might have thought similarly about previous Sabre coaches. Not envisioning... It, every year, would every time you know Bilesma goes into a year after 82 points, and it's okay, next step. You're not thinking about him being fired, but then he gets a 73-point season and he's fired. And Housley is you know on a 10-game win streak, and you're not even thinking about him being fired. You're probably thinking about him for the Jack Adams <laughs> at the midway point of that season. And then they finish last, and he's fired. So that, to me, is what it would have to be for it to happen in the next calendar year. They'd have to be one of the worst teams in hockey next year. And this team seems a lot different than those teams. I'm not thinking that's going to happen. Because otherwise, what what do we mean by held accountable? Like, we're talking about job security then, right? And I don't think his job security is at risk unless they had some catastrophic type of year next year. 8030550. What do we do with these Sabres? It was fun. It it still is fun. I had a good time at the game. Here's here's a whatever silver lining. And I think when we talk about how it's been progress, they were at rock bottom. And yes, a caller say like, "Oh, congratulations! You're not terrible. Now you're just regular awful." Is that progress? It depends on your viewpoint, right? There was a year mm-hmm. where Housley finished in dead last, and then the next year they were 26, and Bottle wanted the point to progress. Like, yeah, you are tremendously underachieving. This team, the difference is they've identified stars, they've identified pieces, they've started to pull the best out of some of their young, talented players, mm-hmm. and those are all positive signs. They definitely need to be a deeper team. They need to be a better team, and whether it's in goal or depth on defense or the third line. I mean, there's lots of spots that can happen. I don't know to the point, you know, the coach. Changing a coach in hockey is a thing that you do all the time. Every couple of years, just fire a coach. The Flyers might fire Tortorella today. Right. Granato has, have you seen this? He's now coached the most games for the Sabres since Lindy Ruff. And it doesn't feel like he's anywhere near a hot seat. Right. And I'm not saying he should be. It's... It is, however, an indication of what they think they've got. They've got something here where he is right for their development. And it would take, well, like a different time in all these players' life for him to be on the hot seat. That's what it feels like to me. Like, it would be shocking. You don't think next year is completely result-oriented? I do. But again, like, I'm setting the bar very low. Like, I don't think... You know, like for him, I guess if if they plateau next year, is he on the hot seat? I don't think his job is in jeopardy next year unless they were again to finish like near the bottom of the standings. Any type of progress, I think you're just you're moving on, you're moving or you're moving forward, and you're not even thinking about it. So, but but I do think that's a change. The last two seasons hasn't most of the. Hasn't most of the analysis of Granado's job been individual performance, individual growth by mm-hmm. players? Yeah. Next year, I think that changes. Next year, I think it becomes, okay, you got to win now. Like, now we're judging you on the record and on the point total. And I'm thinking that they'll go up. Like, Power, I think, Power's the one guy that I just think, 
internally, even if it, nothing happens externally that is that major, Power's the one guy that could go from where he is now to superstar overnight if he's not already at a, playing at a star level. And I, that could lift them up. Just him individually and Quinn scoring more goals. Those are the two I'm thinking about the most for this. So I, I do think that they're going to progress next year. But I don't think anymore in a, in a third year, result-oriented business, the record being what it is, I, just, I think next year has to be only about what their record is. Well, that might be true, and this is where it comes to the GM then, because Ottawa, Detroit, these are other teams that have pieces they like, young pieces they like, and this offseason we watched both of those teams, Ottawa and Detroit, make more get-good-now moves, right? Ottawa goes out and gets DeBrinket and Giroux and, and Chikrin. And Chikrin, and we watched, and you know, you would have said, like, well, I don't know about that, that's trying to speed things up too much, and... You know, by the by, the end of this, Ottawa might finish in front of the Sabers, and or and in, even in the playoffs. That, that's right; they're playing really well right now. Yeah, Detroit's fallen off a bit, but you know, it's not a, it's not always linear. You can't just count on the Sabers taking a sixteen point step, and then next year, well, they'll take probably another ten point step. Maybe we thought that in twenty fifteen sixteen when they had eighty one points, and then as you pointed out, the next year we thought ninety five was right, and the coach got fired, and the GM got fired because it didn't happen. Eight oh three oh five fifty. Snow on the way today. I mean, like three to four inches of snow today. Yeah. You upset about that? I don't know. I'm going to the Bandits game tonight, so I might be upset about it when I get down there. When I'm walking in slush or whatnot. So yes, you know what? Yes, I am upset about it. It's, <laughs> it's March tenth. Come you, on. You talked yourself into this it. This is supposed to be Mario Williams weather. Pat, right? ha- Pat Hammer pointed out that two years ago it was 69 degrees today. That's what I. That's what I'm talking. I want to be dreaming of the golf course. I've got the Players' Championship on this weekend. I'm gonna have snow on the ground outside. It was nice yesterday. Sunny. It was. It was nice. Yeah. I'll take that even. Craig in Rochester. What's up, Craig? Hey guys. Um, so with the Sabers, I think it's a tough discussion because. We all want to make the playoffs. I mean, it's insane that both teams have decided to have decade-plus-long droughts, but here we are. Um, so I, I don't want to act like there's not progress. To me, I think my greatest disappointment is more, I feel like the GM kind of artificially put a limit of what this team could do. And, and I, I, I like what Adams has done, but I look at the Bills, and I know contracts are different football to hockey, but – in 17, it wasn't like they were the best team, but they added a needed spot at wide receiver with Calvin Benjamin. No one's complaining because they made the playoffs and they did it even though he didn't turn out into anything long term. And I look and it's like if you get Yossi Saros or if you would have, even if you overpaid, but you beat Columbus and you, you know, beat, you know, split with Edmonton and the Islanders, you're in a different discussion where these guys maybe still have a shot. And I, I know that it's not one band aid to get all, but I hope you get my sentiment. You could have done something more than you're hanging on Devin Levi to be your goalie of the future. Well, there's no guarantee he's going to be. Like, so I just in the same with Chikrin is they they've made progress. It's great to see that the Edmonton game out there was amazing. They played an, a great game. It's unfortunate they didn't win, but you also could have artificially helped yourself a little bit more by maybe just doing something. Like I don't care about next year's first round pick. They haven't made the playoffs. They have some really good players. They're building it. Like you're allowed to take a chance you don't have to go you know tim murray style and trade everything but you can do something to help yourself and i think that's where a lot of fans were like 
we, we know that the playoffs maybe weren't the biggest reality, but at least give yourself a little shot. Give them a little bit of help here. And now we're sitting here and it's like Groundhog Day literally all over again. So. Yep. Thank, thanks. For, I, like, I like the way you said that, and I totally agree about capping what this team could be with the, goal, the goalies that they, they did. I mean, Lukanen, earlier in the year, Lukanen came up and kind of saved their bacon. And then Anderson's been their most consistent, and you can't play him on back-to-back. If you have an important back-to-back, you know, he can't play back-to-back games. He hasn't since November. Yeah. Um, they did try to get Matt Murray. They tried. But how different is that? I mean, it's a guy, and he was fine in Toronto, but he has injury problems, and he's injured again. It, it'll be their biggest thing this offseason is how are they going to bridge to Devin Levi? If who, who you point out is like not a guarantee, right? Just bridging there, and this is the the, the point that you kind of can't say this anymore. Kevin Adams has said, you know, we don't want to block the development. It's time to block some development. If if it means winning, next next season will be about you have to go wins. You, you can't keep well, all these. Development spots open. Not to say that's what they're doing, but even if they add a goalie next year, who am I blocking? Right, you're not. I don't think am I blocking Levi next year? No, he's not going to be here next year, right? Like unless he shows up and is, he would have to be an incredible anomaly to to be showing up that quickly. It does not happen almost ever. The guys usually that will get a chance, and maybe he's being considered this. The guys that get a chance at that age to play in the NHL that young are first round picks. And a lot of times they're doing that because of the talent level and the draft status. So maybe Levi will get that same treatment. But like I'm, I'm look, looking at the free agent goalie list right now. It's not great, by the way. But like Tristan Jari will be available. Ilya Samsonov, after a good year in Toronto, will be available. Corpusalo will be available. Uh, Philip Gustafson, he's an RFA actually. Um, Semyon Varlamov. Like there are a lot of ideas. That aren't going to be five, six years, and I'm paying a goalie $6 million. That's Soros. You don't have to do that. But they got to do something in that. The Detroit and Ottawa. So those are the two teams that we've been comparing them to a lot this year because of where they were in the standings last year. They both made moves in net that helped them more than what the Sabres have with Eric Comrie. Cam Talbot, Ottawa traded for Cam Talbot last offseason. He's not been great. He's been better than Eric Comrie. Then that's a difference in the standings. The Red Wings traded for Vili Husso. And he's played. He's going to play like the most games in the NHL this year and has been relatively fine. So those teams went for goaltenders. They didn't go all out for it, but they did something. And I don't think any move like I'm, Freddie Anderson. There are a dozen ideas I think the Sabres could go after this offseason in net that would not even mean blocking Devin Levi because I'm just not counting on waiting on a 20-year-old goaltender to show up and save me. 8030550. When we get back, more of your calls. There's also a juicy trade suggestion invo- uh-huh. involving the Bills. Ooh. The Bills could trade someone away. And it would okay. be and it's juicy. Okay. You haven't seen it, have you? I haven't, and... It's just... Is this a guy we haven't talked about? About trading? Yeah. Not that much. Okay. 803-0550. The juicy rumor on... I, should, I shouldn't say rumor. Speculation that a team might be wanting to call about this player. We'll talk about that with you and take your phone calls as well. 803-0550 on WGR. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.